Hey everyone, welcome back. Episode 43, and uh, it's a day late, it's a dollar short, you know what they say, in common euphemisms. But yeah, um, today is Saturday, I usually record on Friday, but I did not, uh, so now we're here. And yeah, basically yesterday I had an interview for a new job so I can stop dealing with crackheads in the middle of the night at the gas station. And also, my headphones were broken, um, so I had to buy a new pair of headphones. These ones are doing alright. They're not great, but they were $18, and they're Skull Candies, so there's that. Um, but also, I just, uh, I got a little tired yesterday. I slept like, dude, like I went and I came home... And I slept for a little bit. Then I went to the interview, went and bought the headphones, came back home. And then I literally slept like all day until fucking, um, what was it? Like one forty in the morning. So I slept like all day. I got up, did some things. And now here we are, 6.40 a.m. Saturday, bright and early. It's not that bright, but it's early. And we're back. Now... I kind of hyped this episode up a little bit yesterday, or yesterday, last week. Excuse me. This is, uh, this is a themed episode. This episode is something I was working on for a while. And then I restarted my computer and didn't... I don't have Microsoft Word because I'm a brokey and I don't have Microsoft Office. Uh, so <laughs> I had all these notes written down on uh, Notepad, which is like the free version of Microsoft Word <laughs> on Windows... And I closed it out, so I didn't save it. But luckily, I remember most of the notes. A um, few things. Upgraded the setup, uh, thanks to my mom. Because uh, she asked me what I wanted for my birthday in June. I didn't really have an answer. And then July went by. And then, you know, we talked about some things. But I got a filing cabinet for all my comic books. And I just got a bunch of comics in. I just got, like, 30, 32 issues of Akira from 1988, um, Marvel Epic Comics, uh, all first editions, first prints, uh, yeah, I'm fucking hype, cost me a pretty penny, I'm using, I'm actually using, uh, I think it's called Zip, Zip Payments, I'm gonna pay it off in four payments, it was a lot of money, but, um, yeah, they're hard to find, they're very low print, I think Akira is a good movie, so, yeah, I got invested in that, and I got a giant filing cabinet, so I can put all my comics in a filing cabinet, and also, I went to Ikea like a week or two ago, and I got a new chair for the for the, for the the setup. It's like a little egg. It's like, it's like if you cracked an egg. It's like if you, if it's, like, it's like if you cut an egg diagonally, like with a katana. Like, you know, when they have that bamboo stock or whatever, and they cut it with the katana, and it's like diagonal. It's like if you did that to an egg, and then you sat in like the shell. It's pretty nice. It was 60 bucks. I think. And then I bought a rug and I bought some other things. So yeah, I got some cool shit. And then my mom bought me a table for my closet. So now the setup is getting there. All we need now is like a webcam or like an old iPhone. We can do some video, do some things like that. So the setup is coming along great. Uh, Instead of Coke with coffee this week, I am actually drinking a Truly because it's my day off and I've been drinking all night. So we're going to keep drinking on the podcast. So first drinking episode, it's a milestone, so welcome. Um, 
if you're listening to this in the morning, maybe don't crack one open. If you listen to this at night, crack one open. If you're driving, don't do that. That's against the law. So there's that. But yeah, a lot of changes this week. I actually got the job in that interview I talked about, so no more gas station, which is great. Um, super happy to not work there anymore and start a new chapter in my life. The job I have, I can't really talk about it a lot. I had to sign some paperwork that says I wouldn't talk about <laughs> the job I got. But um, it's, a, it's not a low-level job. I'm no longer dealing with the public and... I can't lie, one of the dudes told me it was a 50-50 shot. I make it past the second day, so that's intimidating. But also, it's a challenge, so, you know, two sides to every coin. Intimidation, personal challenge. And uh, me personally, I've always liked, I really like that Michael Jordan aspect of, like, I took that personal. I kind of did take that personal. I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, I don't want to work. I don't want to work in a gas station anymore. I don't want to have to make food. I don't have to do any of that shit. So, uh, yeah, I'm whatever you got, whatever you got for me to do, I'll do it. Type shit. So, there's that. I'm excited. So yeah. But anyways, five minute intro, pretty long intro. This week, I hyped this up last week. This is a themed episode. The title might have gave it away, but this is the good, the bad, and the mid. These are three pieces of media, three shows, if you will, that I have watched. And dissected over about a month's period. Some of them less, some of them more. And uh, I wanted to share it. I wanted to give my take on some new media, some old media. And uh, just kind of break down some things. And give my opinion, my two cents. And uh, yeah. So they always say you should start with the good news. Nobody wants bad news first. So I'm going to start with the good. The good, the bad, and the mid. Episode 1. Subset episode 43. So here we are. Here we're at the start. The good. You might be thinking to yourself, Dave, not really one to praise things. Mostly when we listen to this podcast, you're tearing shit apart. You're saying how you don't like things. Saying how things aren't good. Well, don't worry. We'll get to that. But first, I wanted to change it up a little bit. I wanted to, I wanted to take a different route, if you will. I wanted to take a, the path less traveled and talk about something I thought was really good. Now... As I've said before, I work at a gas station overnight. The job is not very stimulating. It's very boring. And I have a lot of downtime because it's not hard and it's really easy to get away with things, especially when nobody's there to watch you. So, I watched an entire TV show in one night. I watched eight episodes of a show. It was probably... I don't know how I got through it all. I think I was skipping parts of certain episodes because I had seen some of them before. But I got through just about eight hours of media... In one shift. And that show was on Hulu. Stars James Franco. I even think he directed it. And it's called 11-22-63. Now, uh, this show was a Stephen King novel. It is about uh, a, a, a young... I say a young man. 30's young, right? I'm 25. 30 should be young. Because I feel old. Um, and he goes to a diner. He frequents this diner. And basically, there is a portal. There's a time portal, a time hole, if you will. And it takes you back to, like, I don't know, 1960. I forget the exact date. Um, but in this show, uh, the there's an old man that runs the diner. And he is convinced, if you could go back in time, if you stop the assassination of JFK, 
that you would change the world. There'd be no Vietnam. America would have a better economy, blah, 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 blah. He thinks that this singular event is what would define more generations to come. If you, if you could stop that event, you could change it all, right? Now, this show is amazing. Not only because I like James Franco. I don't care if he got canceled. I like James Franco. I've always liked James Franco. He's one of my guys. I like James Franco. I think he's a good actor. I think he's funny. Um, but, yeah. So, that being said, the time period that this goes back to, the 60s, now, that's not really my cup of tea, I'm more of a 40s and 50s kind of guy, but the 60s is pretty close, and also in the 60s, you get like the counterculture, you get the beginning of the hippies in San Francisco, Height and Ashbury, you get all the good shit, you get Bob Dylan coming up, the Beatles are starting to make better music, it's great. So, as as much as I'd love to go back to the 40s and 50s, the 60s would do. It'd be pretty close. If that's all I could get, I'd take it. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I super stand the, the 40s and 50s. Like, diners, James Dean era, suits, hats, uh, blue jeans, old cars, all that shit. I'm down. It's, it's where I'd love to go. If you tell me I'd go back in time, I'm picking the 40s and 50s. Now, understand, I am a... <laughs> I'm a white guy, or I look white enough, so I'd go back and have no problems. I understand that. That's no problem. But that's my era. That's my time. Like, I listen to 40s and 50s music in my spare time sometimes just to just to set the mood. Some old Frank, some Nat King Cole, you know, Louis Armstrong, all that shit. I'm down for it, all right? Moon, Moonlight Serenade, great song. Look it up. I'm down for all that shit. So this show... The most the aesthetic takes place it takes place in the sixties. Um, along this, it's also a time travel movie, or not movie show, but time travel media. Some of my favorite: Project Almanac, The Butterfly Effect, Back to the Future, even Rick and Morty. In a sense, even though it's not really time travel, it's just like different dimensions. I think looking back and especially in retrospect to your own life, I think a lot of people can get stuck in a thought loop of like, well, what if I could change this? What if I could change that? What if I did this? What if I didn't do that? Readjust my seat real quick. I think that thought loop is toxic. And I think that the more you watch time travel media, the more you'll find out why. I'm not trying to give too much away. I'm still I'm I'm new to reviewing, okay? So I'm not trying to give too much away and I'm not trying to undersell this project. But I think the theme the theme of time travel often relates to you can't always get what you want even if you think you can make it perfect. You can't. Now, there's a movie Project Almanac I just mentioned. This also deals with time travel and it also deals with the the past not wanting to be changed, you thinking you could change a singular event might lead to a different change of another event that you could have never possibly understood because you can't know everything, right? So when I think about these things and I watch time travel media, it really, it makes me break out of those thought loops of like, well, if I could have done this, this would have happened. If only I could change this, then everything else would have worked out. It's like, that's not, that's not true. Life is a constant set of variables there's no way you could ever predict nor even calculate 
you couldn't do anything about it. It would always change. It, it, it's not something you can hold. It's not something you can control. And I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and he was kind of in this thought loop about a very tragic event that happened in his life. And he kept talking to me about if I could just change that, if I could have just done this, these things wouldn't have happened. I was like, I think that's very reductive. I think you're simplifying a lot of issues that just wouldn't, it wouldn't boil down to that. There's nothing it could boil down to. Even if you look at your life right now, think about everything you did in the past week, every decision you made, every left and right turn, you know, every yes or no question, every heads or tails you bet on. Imagine if any one of those changes, it changes everything else. It's its own domino. One of my favorite parts of Back to the Future is when Doc Brown puts on the whiteboard and he he, he displays timelines. He's like, we broke off this timeline, but that created its own timeline. Like, you just fractal everything. It just becomes its own spider web. It doesn't mean it just goes to the next thing. No, 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 no. Now everything is fractal off of that decision, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. That's why I think time travel, as fun it is, like as fun as and as stimulating as it is to think about, it's also incredibly dangerous and toxic. And um, watching this show and the trials and tribulations of the main character, what he goes through, it's almost uh, poetic in a way. The things that happen are just human nature. The the things he comes across are superficial, but are not superficial, uh, supernatural, <laughs> but also incredibly. I don't want to say ironic, but just the things that happen, the way the past pushes back, doesn't want to be changed. You shouldn't be here. Common phrases uttered in this show. And as much good as he tries to do, is as much bad as he causes. And like I said, I love the aesthetic of the show. I'm also kind of a history nerd, so it's real cool to see him go back in time. You know, there's a little bit of aspects of... Um, kind of like Death Note, there's some planning and um, being able to foresee and predict what things are going to happen, um, deduction, reasoning, should you do this, should you do that, do you have all the evidence, but like I said, there's always that, there's always that little piece that's like, you shouldn't be here, this isn't meant for you to see, and these things keep happening. And if you stick through the show, I think it was great. I managed to watch it in one night. Now I didn't want to do a whole lot of work that night, but I watched it in one night. <laughs> I think it's very easy to watch. Um, I think the characters and the situations are very relatable in a sense. There's a bit of a love undertone subplot to it. Romance is always great. I'm a hopeless romantic myself. And, oh, that was really loud I'll try to cut that out um <laughs> I um I just think it's a really good show I think it's really well done it's really well written I mean obviously Stephen King wrote the book but obviously you know adapting the script uh from the book is always different um from what I gathered on the internet a lot of other people love this show as well I think it's really good I think if you're looking for something a little different sci-fi mixed with realism this is your this is your kind of show um I think that if you give it a chance and you... I don't even think you need to give it a chance. If you can get through the first episode and you're really into it, stick through. The payoff's great. I think there's a really good lesson at the end of it. And I think at the end of the day, it's a really good show. It's a really good subject. I mean, if you're into conspiracies, if you're into, you know, what-ifs and questions and whatnot, JFK should interest you. 
who did it, why'd they do it, who was involved. You know, they've written hundreds of books about it. A bunch of people have given their takes. And uh, this is, uh, like I said, it's somewhat of a sci-fi take, but it's also really cool. I think it's, because I think it's set in like 2016 in modern day, which isn't too long ago. So to go from 2016 to 1960, I just think that shock and that aesthetic, everything that goes around is, uh, it's really interesting. It's also cool to put yourself in that shoes of like knowing what you know now, going back to then. So yeah, that's the first part of this, uh, the good like I said, it's on Hulu, 11-22-63, James Franco, great show, great book, I haven't read it, but great book, <laughs> and uh, yeah, check it out, it's a good show, um, it still kept my, I might go watch it again, but um, yeah, really good show, really good subplots, really good characters, very well written, very well written, and um, I'm a stickler for that, I think if your show is not well written, and it's just, you know, full of plot holes and inconsistencies. It sucks, no matter how good it looks. This is the opposite. It looks great, sounds great, reads great. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's really good. It's worth a watch. And like I said, it's only eight episodes. So if you don't, you don't have to keep up with season after season. This could be a, this could be a one, two night thing for you. This could be your weekend. This could be your Monday and Tuesday when you got the blues, you know? This could be your Wednesday, Thursday, getting you ready for Friday, you know? So give it a chance. It's pretty good. It's on Hulu. Check it out. Now, as the title says, after the good, well, you gotta take your medicine. You gotta get the bad. After you get that good, after you get that piece of candy, you gotta go brush your teeth so you don't get cavities. You know, you gotta you gotta get that you gotta get that medicine so you can go get better. You know, after the good comes the bad, and the bad is really bad. And the bad is Marvel's Moon Knight. Now, I was incredibly hyped for this show. I thought Moon Knight was going to be everything I wanted it to be. I thought finally Marvel's going to have an edgy Batman-esque character. They're going to dive into, uh, shit, disassociative identity disorder, DID if you will, multiple personality disorder for the layman. I thought, man, they're really going to I saw pictures and I saw videos and teasers of the live action costume and the, the action scenes. And I was like, man, this is going to be great. Oscar Isaacs, Ethan Hawke as the villain. Oh my God, this is going to be great. Egypt, Egyptian gods, mythology, comics all in one. This is going to be fucking great. No, no, not at all. It was terrible. It was awful. It was boring. It was long drawn and just a pain to watch. Now, I have a few problems with Moon Knight. Some of them, you're going to be like, eh, not that big of a deal. Other ones are going to be like, eh, makes sense. Other ones are going to be like, how dare they? And I'm here to divulge. This was the inspiration for this video. And until I watched, or I just said video, podcast, sorry, I got, got, got things on my brain. But this was the, this was the inspiration for this week's episode, was how disappointed and frustrated I was after watching Marvel's Moon Knight. And I wanted to talk about it. And I wanted to vent. And I wanted to drag it through the mud. So here I am. And let's get into it. Now, number one. I know when we adapt comics into into 
modern day media into shows into movies not everything can be the same as it was in the comics i get that you got to dumb it down a little you got to make it palatable you got to make normies want to read it or shit watch it because they don't read comics that's fine i understand that but here's the main problem with disney's moon knight they should have just named the show the incredible boring blackout adventures of stephen grant you don't, you don't see Moon Knight in this show. If Moon Knight had to get a screen time percentage, probably be about 8%. You know who gets more than that? Mr. Knight, probably about 10%. You know who that is? Just a different version of Moon Knight that came out in like 2016. It's not even that old. It's not even that true to the comics. Just a different skin. Just a different Fortnite skin for, for Moon Knight, if you will. Now, who is Stephen Grant, you ask? Well, in the comics... Stephen Grant is the equivalent to Batman and Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. He's uh, charismatic. He's, like I said, a billionaire playboy. He's smart. He knows things. He has doctorates. He went to school. What is he in Marvel's Moon Knight? He's a bumbling British idiot who works at a fucking gift shop for an Egyptian museum. He's a fucking moron. He's meek. He's boring. He doesn't fit in. He doesn't he doesn't do anything until four episodes in. He's awful. And not only is he awful, he's not interesting. He doesn't engage you. He just makes you feel really bad that you're watching this show. He makes you feel really bad that you gave up an hour out of your time to watch this. Now, instead of shitting all over this show, like I said, Marvel's Moon Knight does deal with Dis- I, fuck, god damn it, I always fuck this up, it's so hard to say, Dis- fuck, Disassociative Identity Disorder, DID for short, deals with multiple personalities, and one of the things the show does really well is these blackout sequences where you look in Oscar Isaac's big beautiful eyes, the screen shakes, and then he doesn't know where he is, he's somewhere different, he's never been there before, it does this, it's a motif that continues throughout the show, it's really well done, I actually liked it. I actually told my mom, the first two episodes is really hard to watch, it's really hard to follow. Almost as if they want you to understand and identify with the character as what it's like to live with this disease, with this mental illness. But no, that's it. Just bounces between him and different characters. Doesn't give you any answers, only leads you with more questions. And every time you're on the verge of getting an answer, there you go, black out again, right? This beautiful motif, once used in the first two episodes pretty well, becomes like a crutch for the writers and the directors and the producers of this show to just change setting, change narrative. And, like I said, as much as it was well done, is as much as it becomes to be overused, it becomes uh, annoying at a certain point. And, like I said, I get not everything can be the same, but... There is no redeeming quality to Stephen Grant in this show. He's just a boring, bumbling, scared individual who can't handle any of the gravity of the story at all. And this continues so on and so forth, and it becomes really annoying. Now, who's the other personality, you might ask? That's Mark Spector. Now, Mark Spector, he's a mercenary. He's a badass. He's James Bond on crack. He's Jason Bourne meets Jace... Fuck... He's Jason Bourne meets James Bond meets Liam Neeson from Taken. He's all those things. He's fucking amazing. He's great. Now, this guy has a wife, 
subplot, blah, 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 blah. But you barely see him as well. And you don't get to really dive into what he's done or where he's been. You get like one little storyline that you can predict from the beginning of it. It's boring, okay? Now as far as characters go, you got Khonshu. Now Khonshu is the Egyptian god of the moon. He grants Moon Knight his powers. A.K.A. Mark Spector, Stephen Grant get Khonshu's powers to become Moon Knight and Mr. Knight in their respective forms. So that's my number one grievance, is the characters. Not that they're bad, but they're impossible to engage with. And really poorly written. They structure a lot of it on blacking out, changing personalities. The the viewer not knowing each one of their own secrets or knowledges. Blah, blah, blah. So, what's my second problem with Moon Knight? My second problem with Moon Knight, maybe, maybe this is on me. Maybe this one's my fault. But I didn't know Moon Knight was a six-issue miniseries. I thought this was a TV show, goddammit. I thought this was going into Phase 4. I thought this was going into Phase 5, whatever the fuck phase they're in of Marvel. No, this was a miniseries. This was a little snippet. This was a little shitty comic book of a, of a TV show. Now, I own a lot of comics. I read a lot of comics. I read a lot of comics, right? Usually, you have a decent conclusion, you have some action... And you have a, a good story in a six-issue set. Most sets are about 12 issues. So this is already cutting. Like if you... So Watchmen, one of my favorite comic books of all time, recently just collected the full 12 issues from the 80s. Not going to brag, but I have the full set now. With the best-selling graphic novel of all time, decent movie by Zack Snyder, is 12 issues. Now, if something that iconic in the 80s got cut to six issues, it'd probably be pretty shit because you'd be missing a lot of scenes, a lot of details, a lot of, you know, exploration of characters in the world itself. So the fact that they already cut it down to six se- uh, six episodes, what the fuck, man? I got to episode five. I- I'll tell you this right now. I didn't even watch the finale. I got to episode five and I realized there was only one episode left and I knew there was no payoff. There's no payoff to be had here. They would need six more episodes to explain all the things that have happened in the first five. So, I didn't watch the sixth episode. That's how bad this show was. That's how boring this show was. I pressed on, and I pressed on, and I pressed on. And by the time I was about to get the finale, I didn't even want it. Imagine you go to a restaurant, you have a really good appetizer. And then the main course is, eh, it's alright. The sides are not great. And then they want to bring you the dessert, and you're like, you know what... That, that The meat of this meal was so lackluster. I don't even... I just want the bill. I just want to leave. That's what this was like. It was like you go somewhere, you get a really decent appetizer, and you get your main meal, and you're just disgusted with the mediocrity. You're just upset with the lack of care and respect for the dish. They don't cook it right. It's not seasoned well. The sides are lackluster. Why would you want dessert? Why would you want whatever boring little fucking cup of sherbet they're about to bring you? Fuck that. Keep it. Keep it. Give me the bill. I'm not tipping either. I'm leaving. That's what I did. Six issue miniseries? Shove it up your ass, Disney. It was awful. It was fucking terrible. It was a waste of time. But back to probably my third complaint, which is going to end up being a long rant. They might as well have named this show Stephen Grant and his other personality, Mark Spector, wander around Egypt. That's what this show is. Moon Knight is not in this show at all. Moon Knight has two episodes, two episodes, I say, very, very loosely. 
He has one episode where he beats up a fucking demon dog in a bathroom that you don't even get to see. It's basically what you saw in the trailer. Everything you see of Moon Knight was in the trailer except for one other scene that's about two minutes long. You see him jump from roof to roof and then you see him uh, stare into the camera very angrily and then disappear. Um, It's dog shit. It's awful. It's the biggest false advertising I've seen in a long time. And it really pissed me off because Moon Knight is such a great character and I'm not a big Marvel guy because Marvel is, I don't want to say for kids, but Marvel airs on the side of not being super dark or super edgy. A lot of it is, there's a reason they're more successful than DC as far as shows and media goes. It's because a lot of their stuff is easily formatted to PG-13, where a lot of DC is dark and violent and grotesque and has very adult themes. That's why I'm mostly a DC guy. But what I will say is that Moon Knight is that one character that is violent, he's dark, he's demented, he's twisted, a lot of his shit. Like, the new Moon Knight comic I've been collecting for a month or two, it's called uh, Black, White, and Blood. <laughs> like, he's a dark character, he's fucked up, he's got multiple personalities, they don't agree, they don't get along, he struggles with demons and things he's done in his past, and, you know, certain personalities. So when they just take him and they make him boring, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't hurt anybody. He doesn't He doesn't do anything. He's not in the show. He's in the show 8% of the time. And it's really sad. It's really sad that they cut out such a great character. And the problem is the character design, the thing you see on the screen when you see Moon Knight is stunning. It's great. The raps, like, uh, he's got, like, these, uh, if you don't watch anime, it's hard to describe. In anime, these characters always have, like, uh, like gauze wraps on their skin. That's kind of what Moon Knight's made out of, just like these white wraps that are impervious to stains. Like he's always pristinely white. It's pretty fucking cool. It's a cool design. But um, yeah, he looks great. He's never in the show. He's never in the fucking show. Um, and it really sucks. It's like I said, most of what you see of Moon Knight, you saw in the previews and the snippets um, before the show came out. And the one time you really see Moon Knight, um, he fights... And he kind of gets his ass whooped, to be honest. It's not even a very good showing for Moon Knight. It's like a very inexperienced Moon Knight. You don't even get like a, a top tier, I've done this before, Moon Knight. You get a, eh, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of just fighting the bad guys. It's really bad. It's really poorly done. And um, this is the reason I think a lot of people have been fed up with Marvel lately. These shows are being churned out. A lot of people are sick of superhero content. I kind of agree with them. I'm a huge nerd. I collect comics. I just bought a fucking filing cabinet, like I said. I got a shit ton of comics. I think the problem is, is that now it's become, it's kind of like what happened to skating in the early 2000s. It went from being this really niche thing that people knew a lot about, to being like, how can we pallet this to the most people? Like, do a kickflip. That's what Marvel's becoming. Marvel's becoming do a kickflip of superheroes. Beat up the bad guys. Funny quips. Everything is Spider-Man now from Marvel. Everything is Spider-Man. Superhero beats up bad guys, has a little problem, says funny joke, you know, movie over. That's what Marvel has become. Oh, funny one-liners. Everybody's Tony Stark. Everybody's Spider-Man. That's not what it is. That's not what it's supposed to be. And um, now, granted, Moon Knight didn't have a bunch of quippiness. Moon Knight just had a lot of nothingness. That's what Moon Knight had. It had a lot of boringness. It had a lot of predictability. Ethan Hawke... He's a good actor. I like him personally. Him as a villain did a good job, but he was <laughs> he was like always one step ahead, but worse than like 
oh, he's always... Like, no, you literally knew every single episode by the time they figure something out, Ethan Hawke's already going to be there. No, you already know Ethan Hawke's there before they even get to the part of being like, oh, is he going to be there? You already know he's there. It's not fun. It's fucking boring as shit to know the outcome of every encounter that the protagonist is going to come across. It's boring as fuck. Not only was he one step ahead, you already know he's there. You watch an entire episode to just know what you already knew. It's pointless. It was fucking awful. I I wanted this show to be so good. There were so many good parts of this show, and they're so insignificant compared to how dog shit the entire product has become. And I get why a lot of people are mad at Marvel and don't want to watch superhero shit anymore. If everything's like this, fuck I want to watch it for. I'm not watching Hawkeye. I'm not watching Miss Marvel. I heard Loki was decent, but I don't even want to watch it now. I have lost faith in Marvel. I think they're a cash cow now. And don't get me wrong, Marvel did a lot of shit great for the comic book community and nerds everywhere. But I think it should really stay from Iron Man 1 to Endgame. I think uh, OG MCU is a... OG MCU is is a once-in-a-generation, holy shit idea, to quote Justin Timberlake from the Social Network movie. Those films from Iron Man 1 to Endgame, that whole universe they built with everything involved, that's not they're not going to do that again. They captured lightning in a bottle once, they can't do it twice, and they still think they can, and it's starting to show why they fucking can't. They're getting out of hand, everything's the same, it's become a factory. It's not original, it's not... It's not driven by any sort of passion. It's just to make money on fucking Disney Plus with subscriptions. So hopefully they turn around. Hopefully they prove me wrong. I don't think they will. I have a few. I have a little hope for across the a Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Um, you know, whatever the next trilogy of Tom Holland movies is. But that's partly also Sony involvement. So, you know, I don't really care about Natalie Portman being Lady Thor. But... I'll never fucking... Who cares? I don't like Natalie Portman. I don't like Lady Thor to begin with as a comic nerd because you can't be Lady Thor. His fucking name is Thor. Odin is his dad. His name is Thor Odin's son. You can't just be Lady Thor. You are not Thor. You're just fucking some chick he used to bang that ended up getting his powers. It's really shitty. Even comic book fans don't like that whole shit. I'm not trying to be, like, anti-women. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. I hope they take... Uh, T'Challa's little sister in the movies and make her the next Black Panther. I'd watch the shit out of that movie. But I'm not watching Natalie Portman be Thor. I'm not gonna do it. I don't support it. Fuck that shit. You want a good female character? Make make Ironheart. It's a little black girl that finds all of Tony Stark's tech and becomes like the next Iron Man, so to speak. She calls herself Ironheart. Make that movie. I'll watch the shit out of that movie. I'm not watching Natalie Portman become Thor. I won't fucking do it. I don't support it. Disney sucks, Marvel sucks, they're ruining, they're ruining Marvel the same way they ruined Star Wars. Which brings me to my next segment. We went over the good, we went over the bad, and now we will cover the mid. Maybe worse than being bad is being mid. Having potential, but it being capped. Having a glimmer of hope, but a, but a shadow of doubt. And once again, Disney puts their paws where they don't need to. Kenobi. Know what you're thinking, Dave. Sounds like you just hate Disney here. Maybe. Maybe. But I was super... As as much as I was hyped for Moon Knight, as much as I was like, damn, Ewan McGregor's coming back. Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's gonna cover... It's like... 
it's so good. Like, it's such a good area to explore him between, you know, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. It's going to be great. It's going to be interesting. No, it's not. It's mid. It's so mid. It's as much mid as the weed I used to smoke in high school. It's just mid. It's not great. It's got seeds and stems in it. Not very flowery, not very dank. Gotta smoke a blunt or two just to just to get right. Just disgusting. Now, as well as Moon Knight, I didn't finish this series. Got about three episodes in. It's like, ah, oh, that's enough for me. As much good Star Wars lore as there's been to explore with all of the property rights that Disney owns from George Lucas. Man, did this really fuck everything up. The problem with Kenobi is if you really wanted to dive deep into his story in between Revenge of a Sith and A New Hope. Just hit the shit out of my desk because I was throwing my hands up in, in, in sickness and disbelief. You might as well just go watch Star Wars Rebels. That show has a little bit of Kenobi and it's a better story than Kenobi already is. Kenobi is a cash grab of nostalgia from whoever the fuck liked the prequels. Like, the prequels are decent, but they're not great. But I will take the prequels over the last fucking, you know, trilogy any day of the week. Um, but yeah, man, I feel like a lot of this stuff could be... A lot of the character... The problem with Kenobi is a lot of the problem with Obi-Wan. The, 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 a lot of the things they wanted to explore with this character was already explored in Clone Wars. It was already explored in... Uh, Star Wars Rebels, two great pieces of Star Wars media that are super slept on. Clone Wars is amazing. It's an anthology series. Uh, the The Clone Wars animated TV show does what a lot of the trilogies fail to do. It shows a lot of the adventures of Obi-Wan and Anakin, and it shows how Anakin had his own apprentice yet was not granted the title of, of Jedi Knight and why that that anger and the resentment for the Jedi you know, stewed and brewed inside of him enough to be able to be overtaken by Palpatine. A lot of these things are already dis discovered and, and explored in different Star Wars media, yet they were like, let's make a live action and people will watch it. Well, I watched it. I watched a couple episodes and I just felt disappointed. As much as I wanted to like it was as much as the show wanted me to hate it. Bad writing, bad acting, not convincing characters. I didn't like it. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to say she's a bad actress. I don't... I, fuck. I can't remember what her name is. Mo, Moses Ingram? Moses? Mo, Moseus Ingram? Um, she's the she's the black female who plays one of the Inquisitors. I'm not going to say she's a bad actress. I will just say that maybe she did not identify with this character. And maybe she does not get very good direction in the show. But she is the main protagonist uh, or antagonist, sorry. She's the main antagonist of Obi-Wan. And she's just really bad. She just looks like somebody who plays in a community theater show who's, like, trying too hard to be evil. Her facial expressions really throw me off. The way she speaks is just not... Not that it's not Star Wars, it's just not scary. Like, I was honestly, like, sitting there watching her when she interrogates Luke's uncle. Can't remember his name, because he's fucking boring. Um... And she's, like, interrogating him with a lightsaber. And I was like, even if I was in that position, she had a real lightsaber. I don't know if I'd be scared of her. She's just not She looks like what somebody who's acting to be evil would look like. Like, you don't get a genuine fear. You don't get a genuine 
scare, emotive, anything. It's just like, I'm angry. I'm gonna say these things like I'm angry at you. Why won't you tell me what I need to know? I can't believe you let him go. It's just like really bad. It's like what I do on this podcast when I do impressions. That's what it is. It's me on the podcast in in a, in a, in a in a inquisitor uniform. Now, the other inquisitors are just like void of emotion. They're just like black t-shirt wearing villains with like very monotone uh kind of like uh desolate attitudes I could almost deal with that more but then you have her who's like you could tell the other ones are just pure evil they have no interest they're just here to be evil they don't care but she has a fire she has a revenge she has something she needs to prove but it just doesn't come across that way and it really takes me out of like every confrontation she's in I just couldn't get into it I'm like this is boring you don't sway me you're not impressing me I don't believe you you're not convincing next but then it's just her again. And you're like, fuck, fucking A, man. Can I get something else? Can I get something cooler? Now, maybe I should explore this show more, but I'm three episodes in and I already wanted to quit. I think it's mid. I think it's just a cash grab. I think they were like, oh, people like Ewan McGregor. He's a strapping lad. People will watch him. I'll watch Ewan McGregor any day of the fucking week. I love Ewan McGregor. This show isn't it. This show is bad. It's, it's so mid. Maybe I shouldn't say bad, but it's mid for sure. It's not great. It doesn't wow you as much as, like I said, as much as you want to love this show is as much as this show wants you to hate it. It just doesn't capture what Star Wars is. The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels did a better job at exploring these subjects than this show does with better technology and live acting. I'm just going to say it. If you want better Star Wars stories about Anakin and Obi-Wan, go watch Clone Wars. You want to discover what happens in between you know, uh, Revenge of the Sith and New Hope, go watch Star Wars Rebels. It covers a lot of lore and cool shit. Darth Maul comes back. Obi-Wan has a love connection. He fights Darth Maul again. It's great. It, sh- it shows a lot of shit. It's him in the desert where he's at now, but just, like, animated. I think you'd have a better time with that than watching Obi-Wan. I think there's better Star Wars media that explores this era and this segment of lore better than what they tried to do and that's the problem they tried to reinvent the wheel they tried to they just give me a live action star wars rebels i'll watch that any day of the week give me a live action clone wars with hayden christensen and 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 ewan mcgregor i'll watch that all day long kenobi it's not it it's not it it's not it at all it's bad not only is it bad it's just it's disappointing you're not mad at it you're just disappointed you know, like your parents and you in high school when they found out you're smoking weed, you know, that's what this show is. So there it is. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode within an episode, episode one of the good, the bad and the mid within episode 43 of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I put a lot of time and effort into this uh, as well as watching the media and then writing down things that got deleted and then remembering what I deleted to then bring this to you. So, yeah, there we go. I'm going to wrap this up before we get to the weekly recommendation. Like I said, um, new desk, new chair, new filing cabinet, um, the setup, the room, it's all coming together. Here here in a few weeks, I'll have some LEDs. I'll have some, some mood lighting. <laughs> but yeah, I've been, um, I've been trying to slow down 
on my comic collecting. I gotta gotta pay off some credit cards. Gotta save some money. Gotta gotta really uh not rein it in, but just be more selective with what I collect. So, like I said, I got the Akira issues. Those are what I'm chasing from now on. Um, almost a full set. I need to get the last six issues, which are not easy to come by. The last six are arguably the hardest to collect. So, there's that. And like I said, uh, new table, new new chair, new aesthetic in the room overall. And, um, you know, the more we do this, the more you'll see. Hopefully one day soon I'll be able to afford a, a webcam or a, a old iPhone to do some video. Who knows? But I'm getting the... I'm getting the aesthetic of the room together, you know. Maybe I'll start streaming soon. Uh, I said it earlier. I slipped up in here and I said this video. That's because I've been thinking about maybe starting a YouTube channel. Maybe being a little commentary channel. Um, you know, just doing different things, being more creative. And uh, following my passions, I guess. So that's what we're going to work on. Had to buy some new headphones. Had to get some sleep. Had to go to a, get a new job yesterday. So that's why the pod's late. But, um... Yeah, I'm glad you guys are here. If you were waiting with bated breath, I know nobody was last week. Nobody listened to that episode at all last week, uh, so that's great. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, can't complain. I, I really just do this for myself. It's a passion project, a little bit of therapy for myself. Get to vent some frustrations I have with, you know, the world around me, the media I consume. Um, but yeah, I do this for fun. I do this for me. I do this for you guys if you listen. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're here. If not, hopefully you come back around someday. Uh, but, yeah, about 45 minutes in. And, um, yeah, like I said, we're going to get to the weekly recommendation. Now, this is what I was doing almost all night. <laughs> so that's a weekly recommendation is L.A. Noir. Now, you can get this on pretty much everything, I think. It's an old game. It was popular Back when I was a kid, it's made by Rockstar. Same people made GTA, you know, uh, Red Dead Redemption. It's a really good game. It goes along with 112263. It's in the 40s, but same aesthetic, old cars, old music. Um, and just a really good detective game mixed with, you know, a little bit of shooting, mixed with a little bit of driving, a little bit of hand-to-hand combat. But basically, you play as Cole Phelps. He's a, he's a beat cop in L.A. after World War II, works his way up through... You know, working a beat, walking on a route, then traffic, then like arson, then vice. You just work your way up. Better cases, cool shit. You get to interrogate people. You get to look for clues. You get to solve crimes. And it's got a really good aesthetic. Old cars, old music, uh, 1940s LA. Really cool. Uh, Reminds me of one of my favorite movies, uh, Gangster Squad, where it's um, Ryan Gosling, Josh Brolin, tracked down Mickey Cohen, played by Sean Penn. Um... You know, when the mob took over L.A. back when they didn't know the mob was real. Really good. Um, One of my favorite games, I remember playing this game at my buddy Daniel's house when I was like a freshman in high school. I used to go over there because he had an Xbox and he had new games. And I would go over there and I'd play this from time to time. It was just always one of those games that brings me nostalgia, kind of like Bioshock. It's got a really good aesthetic I like, really good sounds, really good story. And um, yeah, really good game. I'm pretty sure you can get it cheaper now. Uh, it's remastered. Um, you get like all the old DLC missions that were like you used to have to pay for them, just included in the in the in the final product now. So you get all the missions, all the fun, all the suits, 
all the cars, whatever you look for in a video game. You can check it out. It's worth your time. It's a pretty good, fun game. Um, like I said, you can text, test your uh, deductive reasoning, your your intuition, your your ability to solve crimes, and get those convictions of terrible people who commit crimes. And I think at the end, there's uh, I haven't finished it. I mean, I finished it back in the day, but... I don't really remember the ending, but from what I remember, it's a really good payoff. Like, there's a guy that, like, you read about in newspapers throughout the game. I think he ends up being the end villain. I, I don't really remember, but I remember there is a really good, like, story that ends up being a really good payoff at the end. So, uh, it's worth your time, kind of like Bioshock-esque. And, yeah, as always, uh, I appreciate you guys coming through, listening, not listening, not showing up, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate it. Sorry, this is a day late and a dollar short, but got it recorded, got it done, had some technical issues, had some personal issues. We got through it. Um, yeah, as always, you can hit me up, podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up on my Facebook, on my Snapchat, on my cell phone number if you know me. Send me questions, comment, concerns, riddles, whatever you want. Something to react to, a story, a video, uh, a piece of media, whatever you want. I'll do it. I'm here for you at the end of the day so yeah just last week podcast at gmail.com as always make sure you steal your significant others or a friend's phone a co-worker's phone subscribe to this podcast on spotify hopefully soon we'll have a lot of shit on youtube and uh yeah we're gonna try to get monetized we're gonna start using algorithms i, I downloaded a video editor so we can start editing videos i use obs i'm gonna try to figure out how to record people on discord without the audio being poo poo so there we go <laughs> but as always thank you guys for coming back episode 43 this is a wrap the good the bad the mid episode one within episode 43 it's episode and uh we'll see you next week <laughs>